Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So today, I am delighted to be able to bring to you AJ onto the show, full name Aditya J. Kumar. Now, this was an incredible conversation, and it's actually somebody now who I have been following his work ever since the episode. So we recorded this, I'd say about a month ago, and you're going to realize very, very quickly that this guy knows his stuff. Plus, he's also a podcaster and his podcast has over 3 million downloads. Now, that's pretty impressive. So it's somebody I definitely urge that you all go and follow after this show. But more importantly than that, he's also just a great human being who's trying to spread his wisdom and all of the lessons that he's learned in his life. He's a chakra healer. He's a conscious entrepreneur. And he's just somebody who really kind of simplifies some of the stuff that we may find complicated. So he helped me with some meditation techniques and obviously, as you'll probably know, if you are following the journey, that meditation is something that I've recently tried to incorporate and it's something that a lot of my previous guests did mention. So what I always try and do is, as I learn something from somebody else, I then practice it. I then make sure that obviously it works or at least it has some level of positive benefit And then I'll try and share it with you guys to obviously try and help you guys on your journey as well. So guys, once again, thank you for tuning in. I always say this, but I truly mean it. Time is our most important commodity. So just the fact that you're spending a few moments here listening to this episode truly means the world to me. And on that note, without further ado, let's get this interview on the way. I'm very delighted to have AJ on the show today. So AJ, good morning for you over there. It's afternoon for me. How are we doing? Doing good, Aaron. Good afternoon. And uh, yeah, it's morning here in Vancouver. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. So this is the beautiful thing about podcasting, isn't it? We can really connect with people all over the world. And your journey, well, it was actually told to me by my wife. Mm -hmm. We were in the gym, actually, and she sent me a WhatsApp Mm -hmm. message and she was like, you need to listen to this person. And very recently, I've just kind of gone on this meditation journey. And I say Mm -hmm. recently, it's almost probably been about a week or two, if I'm completely honest. And I read through your profile, I listened to a couple of things that she sent me and just going through your bio, I mean, obviously I want to hear from you in a moment. You help people deal with their emotions. You are a Mm -hmm. top ranked podcaster. I think you've got over like 2 million downloads, which is absolutely incredible and congratulations for that. You're a chakra healer and a conscious entrepreneur and I'm sure you've got other things that you can probably add to your CV. So Mm -hmm. AJ, if you wouldn't (laughs) mind for um, the listeners today, if you can kind of Let us know how this all came about. How did you become all of these amazing things? Um, yeah, so thanks a lot, firstly, for that wonderful introduction. You're very welcome. And uh, yeah, as an individual, I'm always trying to seek and find different ways to transform my life. And it's uh, interesting how this came about as, and in, uh, you know, in most cases, what helps us transform or what compels us to transform is certain challenges that we're facing in our life, right? So mm. my journey began somewhere in 2008 when I had a bad road accident, right? So it was back in uh, 
college time and I had a bike and uh, usually I would wear a helmet that fateful day that particular day I wasn't wearing a helmet and there was a you know a, a vehicle that came from the right side and sort of crashed onto me and for one day I was totally unconscious um, and it was as, as if the lights had gone on so to speak and so when I woke up, uh, I was going through a lot of emotions, firstly, because there were bandages on my face and I had multiple stitches uh, throughout my body. And so a lot of emotions, uh, emotional overwhelm, sadness, uh, worry, uh, uncertainty about what's going to happen in the future. Um, and so all these things were going on in my mind. Uh, I didn't know what to do. Uh, but, you know, in retrospect, what I discovered was I was holding on to the emotions. I did not have a way by which I could, you know, work with and deal with and and release those emotions, which later came, you know, when I started working as as a uh, salesperson at a retail outlet, um, in addition to the bad timings, the uh, numerous interactions that we had to go through and the odd timings for having uh, food, uh, the emotion sort of, you know, surfaced and it created more anxiety and and emotional overwhelm so uh, when i started work i was really and desperately craving for some way by which i could you know just balance my energies and you know let go of things that are no longer serving me i tried meditation uh, or the most common form of meditation that we know but it didn't come naturally to me because i did not have any practice with meditation no experience with meditation and so just by luck, I came across this chakra balancing uh, guided meditation on YouTube. Mm. And uh, I did it, I followed the steps. And that completely changed my life. Because within a couple of minutes, I had this tangible experience of my energies shifting within. And I was like, if this is this can happen within uh, six minutes or seven minutes, what else is there? And so that sort of took me on a journey on a quest even to uh, learn more about uh, these fascinating modalities, connect with people who are in this space um, and share because uh, I knew for a fact that if I was going th- through these challenges as a creative person, as an entrepreneur or as a business person or even an employee, then other people could um, you, could benefit from this information as well. And so that sort of uh, started my journey of uh, you know doing the podcast and we can go d- down that route as well. Never had I imagined uh, that, you know, people would start listening because I was like, yeah, you know, I, I might do seven, eight episodes or ten. Uh, but yeah, the journey has been pretty fascinating so far. That's fascinating. You hit the nail on the head at the beginning where you said something will compel us, whether it's trauma or whether it's a circumstance to transform us. And it's normally comes yeah. through a challenge. And obviously you had yes. that unfortunate, te- well, I, I call it unfortunate in that moment, but actually it's probably transformed your life in a positive manner. So in 2008, you had this accident, then you were overwhelmed mm. with physical trauma, emotional trauma, yeah. and you're holding on to these emotions. And I think that's a really important point there because I can definitely resonate with that. I'm sure many listeners can resonate with sometimes just feeling stuck and almost like, how do we get rid of all this anxiety and all this worry and all this stress yeah. and release it almost? And one thing yeah. I love that you said is, and I'm glad you actually said this because I used to think meditation was, it was silly. And that's being completely <laughs> honest. I thought, I don't need to meditate. And I'm very, very yeah. health conscious. Like I, I, I'm a personal trainer part-time. Correct. I love like looking after my health and helping people. So meditation yep. for me, it didn't come naturally as well. And like we spoke yep. just before this show, for the last week or so, I've done 10 minutes, 15 minutes of guided meditation. Yep. And I can't explain what it is, but it feels mm-hmm. like a drug. 
and a positive right. drug, not a negative drug. And I'm not great yeah. at it. And I, w- I want to put this out there because I think people need to recognize that we're not just going to suddenly become masters at this meditation game. And some days I'm thinking right. about the most random things in the world. And then other days I'm very kind of present in that moment, which which I really enjoy. And then just moving over the, the whole quest part, I can resonate again with that because similar to yourself, I'm on this journey of really trying to enhance my mind and trying to develop and go through this personal development, not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. Mm. And, and I always feel it's then my obligation when I meet someone like yourself or I have an incredible guest to share that with the world. And I think mm-hmm. you just simply doing that, that's why your podcast has probably gone in excess of 2.3 million downloads and hopefully it continues to grow. So what I want to ask then in relation to that, I want to try and make these episodes something that somebody can walk away today and change their life for the better. Is there something you can recommend in this instance that's not going to overwhelm someone but can just Mm -hmm. literally maybe ground them ever so slightly or just give them something that they can walk away with? Right, right, right. I mean, I think you've pointed out something really important over here is that a lot of people are discovering meditation now, right, for its numerous benefits, not just spiritual awakening, but also, uh, you know, when you do meditation, you have this soup of emotions that is created within, especially serotonin, which is the happy chemical. And people can relate that as soon as you come out of a meditation, you feel more relaxed, you feel more calm, you feel assured no matter what challenge is going on in your your life, you know that things are going to be all right. But here's the thing. One thing I want to mention is, um, so yoga, meditation is one of the subsets of yoga, right? And if you look at yoga, I mean, you look at the, uh, you know, yoga centers and all these different institutions these days, the most common form of yoga is uh, asana, right? Which is the postures. Uh, but in in reality, there are many different paths that can take you to the ultimate balance. There are, in fact, eight paths that you can potentially embark on. And asana and meditation, which is focusing the mind inwards, are just two of the eight ways. But if you look at the objective of yoga, the ultimate objective of yoga is basically reducing the activity of the chattering mind. Mm. Mm. Right. So yoga, chitta, vriddhi, nirodha. So in Sanskrit, this means is reducing the fluctuations of the mind because, you know, uh, we encounter about 72,000 thoughts in a single day. And just that's just the thoughts. We experience so many emotions. And every time we do that, uh, it takes us away from that which we need to create or our visions that we have in our mind or what we want to co-create with people around in our community. And so for people who are wanting to get into uh, meditation, I think it helps with understanding what is the why behind why they're doing what they're doing, right? And so I just say that if we are able to, no matter what we're doing, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's through our yogic practice, whether it's through breath work, pranayam, if you're able to reduce the chattering mind, then we're sort of getting closer and closer to um, to the objective of yoga. And so you mentioned uh, some kind of takeaway, right? Mm-hmm. Please. So in terms of takeaway, I mean, um, one thing that I really love is um, is a mantra. Uh, so mantras are certain sounds that when intonated automatically create a sense of uh, release, a sense of balance, a sense of calm. And it comes very naturally. You don't have to be a, a meditation expert to do some mantra. And what somebody can do, uh, maybe 
in the morning or in the evening, which are considered the best times to do meditation, is just sit down, relax themselves completely, have no expectation. Uh, maybe sit on a, on a chair with their feet on the ground or maybe in a lotus position. But what they can do is, again, close your eyes mm-hmm. and just chant the um, term Om. Mm. And in silence, you, know, you, you just chant Om. 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 Right? And even if you do that for two minutes and you manage to, you know, focus on your inward eye or your inward mind, you will feel much more relaxed um, at the end of this short session. Again, because it's not like you're trying to halt your memories or your mm-hmm. thoughts or your emotions, you're just focusing on the sound. And the sound, this primordial sound is one of the most significant and powerful sounds in the universe. And do you mind if I tell you, I mean, there are multiple explanations of what OM stands for. <laughs> yeah, please do. You, you know, I heard this from a, a Swami mm-hmm. uh, from India about, you know, what could be one of the explanations of, of OM. And so if you divide OM into two, uh, you know, um, two separate terms, you would you, you would discover that it's there's an a uh, mm-hmm. and there's an um. So a uh, and um, right? And so if you think about uh, just that sound, um, you find people who are tired or fatigued or maybe people who are ill or maybe have a disease, they sort of say that that groaning sound automatically, right? And so if you think about it, why do they do it? It's because the body has an evolutionary mechanism to create that sound to feel more at ease and peace. It happens automatically when somebody is groaning because they do it because they feel better. And so that's one part. But the um part, m, m, that is what, you know, babies say that, right? That mm. essentially is the first term that a baby enunciates as soon as it comes onto the physical plane of earth. And so if you really think about it, both these terms have a, give you a sense of relaxation, a sense of uh, belonging, and a sense of remembering of who we truly are. And, and I think that's one of the purposes of life, right, is that who Absolutely. are we? absolutely wow that's so fascinating and obviously it's one of those noises i think we're all familiar with but just to hear where it originates from and obviously the understanding behind it that really makes a lot of sense so thank you for sharing that and in relation to reducing the activity of the chattering mind i think we can all benefit with that and i'm not sure what your thoughts are on this but alongside meditation i've also started journaling as well um just to kind of get all those chattering thoughts just onto paper and, and that's really really helped is that something that you practice yourself or would you recommend oh absolutely i love journaling uh, i think journaling is a wonderful way a mindful way of uh, reducing the chattering that's going on in the mind <laughs> yeah. ever since you know the Ro- roman general marcus aurelius he highly recommended journaling uh, because well, he was in many ways going through bigger challenges than us, right? To be having uh, barbarians at your door, to be uh, always worried about whether you're going to live tomorrow or die tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, and to have uh, this uh, sense of anxiety of whether your generals might revolt against you and ha- you know create a mutiny. Uh, it's crazy. And so what I do is, um, do you mind if I share what I do Please in the do. morning, my morning? Please do. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Aaron, uh, one of the things, a personal challenge that I've taken over the last couple of weeks, in fact, is to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. 
and I've done a lot of research into this on my podcast. I always ask people, what is that one thing you do in the morning and in the evening before you sleep? And so I, over the years, I've you know uh, collected numerous techniques and, and, mm. and practices that people do in the morning. And what I've found most useful is something called a 20-20-20 routine. So basically, wake up at five in the morning. And so the first 20 minutes, what I do is I'm doing some form of movement and exercise, mm -hmm. right? So I get up in the morning, um, go for a quick jog for about 10 minutes. Um, and so the next 10 minutes, when I come back, I might do like a plank or like a sit up or something like that. And the purpose of that is sort of to really get that soup of emotions created in my body that makes me feel amazing, makes me feel happy, makes me feel uh, a sense of hope first thing in the morning. Mm. And so that gives me my first win. And the next 20 minutes comes back to your question about journaling. So the first uh, 20 minutes is about movement. Second 20 minutes is about reflection. And so what I do is I just uh, uh, write down stuff that is on my mind because like you've alluded to, sometimes you have these uh, uh, loops that are going on in our mind. Um, something Sometimes it's practical, like what's going to happen next week or what about that project that I've planned for for so many months or uh, even years. But the other things are more existential, right? It's like uh, – what am I doing in life right now? Am I really experiencing joy? Am I really fulfilled with the activities that I'm doing on an ongoing basis? Because sometimes I think as creators, we can get into that spiral of doing stuff, but not understanding why we're doing it. Absolutely. And maybe forgetting. <laughs> and so uh, so that's what, that's what I do in the morning. It I found it's really extremely powerful for me to do that in the morning because then it sort of uh, poises me for the day ahead. And then towards the... Uh, and then I do some meditation as well for about 10 minutes. And then in the last 20 minutes is about growth. So for me, that's reading. So I read about 10 to 15 pages or maybe 20 pages of a book that I'm really wanting to learn more about. And so within that one hour, it is so powerful. It sets me up for the day. It gives me those initial wins. And in a chemical way also, it helps me wake up at five o'clock uh, the next day. And so I've been doing it for uh, 15 days straight. And so my goal is to do 66 days. So let's hope we get. I'm sure I've actually seen that on your Instagram, whether it was on your stories or on one of your posts. The reason I always ask this question, actually, so thank yeah. you. Thank you for explaining that is because mm -hmm. I want the listeners and even myself to try and understand why people do what they do. And especially right. people who have overcome adversity or have found themselves in a much happier more fulfilled place and then what mm -hmm. I always tend to find is I will try and adopt something from one person and just maybe try it for 10 20 30 days so thank you for sharing that I think that would definitely help people and then the beautiful thing is you give yourself self-care self-love before the days yeah. even started before the world attacks us almost oh absolutely I think it's very uh, silent and tranquil and calm in the morning and like you've alluded to you're already setting yourself up for the day and recently i also you know i just hosted a dinner the other day for some of my friends and you know you won't believe it one of the guys told me hey aj you know you posted on facebook or about 5 a.m mm -hmm. and that's really inspired me because i want to start so deep down we all know we've got so many more things that we can do with our life and something as simple as waking up early can make a difference and i'm not asking you to believe me i'm asking all your listeners to just try it out maybe not five o'clock maybe six o'clock mm -hmm. but just see how it feels and then decide for yourself absolutely I, I think that's a brilliant message and what i would just quickly add to that is like you said sometimes i will post stuff on my instagram and somebody will be like thanks for sharing that because it's inspired me and we don't realize sometimes 
the little things that we take for granted or we consider mundane, people find strength or inspiration in that. So it's great that you're sharing this message now and you're practicing what you preach as well. Oh, absolutely. And do you mind if I give a quick bonus? Please do. Please do. We love bonuses. <laughs> you know, when somebody hears, hears five o'clock, uh, it's almost impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or 5.30, especially if you're used to not waking up at that time, maybe seven o'clock. And so it, it was the same for me. We all find it hard to wake up at five, 5.30 or things like that. Uh, one thing that has helped me is, so when you're sleeping and, you know, the alarm hits five o'clock or 5.30, the reason why most of us don't wake up is that we don't have something interesting to do at that time. You're like, it's dark outside. So your mind is starting to reason things out and build a case for which sleeping is better as opposed to waking up, right? So that's, you're playing like Jocko Willing says, you know, you're playing a war every time you wake up. The war is between you and your mind. And so what I do, what I found is just by keeping your shoes under your bed and keeping your jogging shirt and shorts ready, mm-hmm you know, by your bed, bedside, that's going to prime you to wake up, put your shoes on and go out for that job. Absolutely. Because if we try and think of times when we have had to wake up earlier, it's normally for a holiday or a flight when we're going on vacation. <laughs> exactly. And we could have one hour of sleep and we would be up in an instance because we're excited yeah. for it. So absolutely. I think that's a brilliant one, actually. And funnily enough, about, I think it was about two years ago, going off on a bit of a tangent. I used mm-hmm. to, before I used to go to sleep, I used to stand by my bed and I used to say, and the wife would be looking at me like I was crazy. And I would mm-hmm. be like, I can't wait to wake up in the morning. And I used to keep, keep repeating almost this affirmation and yeah, try yeah. and convince myself that I'm really excited for my morning jog. So I, I yeah. used to do a lot of running back in the day. And funnily enough, when that alarm went off at like quarter to five or five o'clock, I would actually mm-hmm. get up. So yeah, I think that's a brilliant takeaway. So thank you for that bonus, AJ. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to segue just a little bit now, and it might likely go back to 2008 when you had that road accident. What I want to do is something that I always ask all of my guests is to go back into time of Mm -hmm. adversity where you really struggled and you really almost felt like you were at the lowest of the low. And the reason Mm -hmm. I ask this question is because I want to know how you, one, overcame it. And we know some of it obviously came through your spirituality. But more importantly, what was the lesson that you took from being in that situation where if we use that as an example where you're covered right in bandages and you're thinking oh my god like what's next so what happened to me in 2008 was definitely a challenge because i had gone through something that um wasn't planned i had an accident i had numerous bandages and i and i went through that because you know i asked my mom you know my mom has been my support system for all my life and whenever i want some you know mindful wisdom she's the one who Without th- thinking much, right? Because moms have those um, uh, that wisdom deep within. But she told me that time was going to heal all wounds, and so that was true. But the true challenge I had was was not then. It, it was a challenge, but the true, true challenge was when I started my first job in retail. I was working for a company that was selling high-end audio equipment, mm-hmm. uh, and so because it was retail, um, like I've sort of alluded to, I was on the floor. Per- Pretty much all day long, uh, working weekends, uh, coming back late at night, eating food at odd times. And so just from a lifestyle standpoint, it was a huge shift for me, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, wasn't uh, completely healthy. But not just that, but there was I found a lot of uh, negativity and backbiting at work, which tends to happen in I'm sure in a lot of your uh, you know, listeners' life, and it makes even more of a difference, especially if you are on the path of awakening or personal development. It becomes very hard to, you know, just tolerate all the stuff that goes around. Mm. In your normal life, you would, 
it would just let you know you would just let it pass by but then even more so because you're on this journey you're on this quest it was becoming uh, really, really hard for me, right? Because like they say, right, you are the average of the people that you hang out with. And what if you can't help uh, who you hang out with Absolutely. at your work or maybe your boss or your manager, your supervisor, they're saying stuff that doesn't really serve you. And, and words are so powerful, right? Mm. And uh, especially if somebody says words behind your back, well, that affects you. And so I was experiencing even more emotional overwhelm and the fact that my emotions from 2008 weren't released uh, effectively. That was really, um, you know, hurting me. And so, you know, going back to the, what I was experiencing, I was like, you know, where has my life reached? Uh, what am I doing in life, right? And is there any hope at all? I still remember... I mean, the pinnacle of that emotion was once where I had—I was attending a training session for my uh, for my work, and it was in a in a different part of the city. And I'm not sure if you've been to India ever, but some of the trains are extremely busy and packed, like crowded trains, right? And so I was wearing shoes, polished shoes. My shirt and pant were all pressed, and everything was perfect. I get into the train, and by the time I'm out of the train, my shoes are all stamped out and. You know, my shirt is wrinkled and stuff like that. And it was like just a very down moment in my life. Mm. Um, somewhere at that time or during those times, um, I'm not sure uh, if you've used too much of that. But before YouTube and the onslaught of uh, what we have today, social media, we had the P2P network, right, where people would connect with each other and download lots of uh, stuff, personal development stuff. And I came across Tony Robbins and Les Brown and, and Brian Tracy. And uh, in the night when I was going back home, I would just listen to these um, audio messages and these motivational tapes. And I would sort of go into a zone out into a different world altogether. And I think those really helped me in retrospect to uh, disconnect from the challenges that were happening in my current existence mm -hmm. and connect with my future existence because you know the mind does not know the difference between what you are uh, experiencing in the physical plane versus what you're vividly holding in your imagination and that's why i find thoughts are so powerful because if you have a thought that is empowering and serving you and supporting you and helping you grow then slowly by surely as you might uh, agree that the law of attraction gets you towards there so that's one of the things i did is to really find those distant mentors that were living the life that I wanted to live and having and exhibiting the values that I really hold it, uh, you know, held true. And so the second thing I did was I realized that, okay, so I don't have a tribe. I don't have a group of people who can nurture and support and help me grow. Mm. So I did two things. So one thing was I enrolled in Toastmasters. Mm. Mm. And uh, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that I wanted to express my voice because what would happen is, especially in a social situation, when I would try to express my voice, I would feel something stuck within. Mm. I would not be able to express or articulate myself um, and just, you know, be myself. And so I, I thought maybe Toastmasters would help. And that was a surprise because I was instantly surrounded by people who had amazing visions and goals and people who supported me to speak up literally and to take my life to the next level. So that wonderful group, which is the Bombay Toastmasters Club, which I'm still in touch with a lot of those people, mm -hmm. that helped me. Uh, and the other thing was, uh, and this is crazy, but... Uh, 
during Toastmasters, I was having a random chat with a friend of mine. And I, told, I just spoke to him about how I had these, you know, this deep down yearning to find my true self and to discover who I'm truly about and my fascination for Buddhism. Hmm. Right. But I told him also my challenge is that I live in the city. I live in Mumbai. I've got a job and I can't just um, escape to uh, Nepal or, or Bhutan and, and, and live with the monks or meditate <laughs> yeah. all day. That's not possible. Right. Hmm. But I do want to do that. And in fact, I had, a, I had a dream once where I was on this cliff, this random cliff. It seemed like far away in Bhutan. And there was this eagle that was screeching in the sky. And that was like a, a sign of something that was going to awaken. And guess what? He told me that he's actually part of a of a Buddhist group that was within the city. And that was like, wow, really? Uh, and so he introduced me to a Buddhist group called the SGI, Soka Gakkai uh, Organization. And again, there I found a really supportive, positive, kind, compassionate group of people who wanted the best in you. And uh, we used to meet from time to time and do a lot of chanting that helped me raise my vibration. And that's when I knew that no matter what is happening in my workplace, no matter how much negativity or difficult it is, I will step by step ensure that I'm moving in the direction of my dreams. So to answer your question, one is... Uh, community, mm -hmm. ensuring that you're at least attempting to surround yourself with the right people. And secondly, make conscious use of social media. YouTube is always available to us. You can either watch a cat video, mm -hmm. a viral cat <laughs> video, which has 3 million downloads, yeah. or you can watch another podcast like yours, Find uh, Your Voice, absolutely. which might not have 3 million downloads, mm -hmm. but is far more useful and important and vital to your personal development. So... <laughs> I absolutely love that. That is so fascinating just uh, hearing your story there, AJ. And as you were saying that, I almost kind of took myself yeah. back to when I first started my personal development journey. And it's it's very similar, actually. So I think I was about 25 when I had that shift, that moment in my life where I thought right. my purpose is bigger than this and I should be doing more. And I remember, yeah. similar to yourself, I think Tony Robbins was the first person I brought the whole box set I think there was like 15 DVDs and I was listening to that right. every single day Les Brown's <laughs> one of my favorites uh, Jim Rohn I, I was listening to all of them and Eric Thomas and I had all these people in my head mm. similar to yourself I was in an organization where there was a lot of he said she said and that was never my style and I didn't like gossips and I, I'm an introvert anyway by nature so I'd always just kind of sit there and just be like oh, I just want to get out of here I don't want to hear none of this so a similar right. thing and just very recently actually the start of this year i joined toastmasters as well and i can't mm. acknowledge the people enough because the people there are incredible human beings it's people from yeah. all walks of life all uh, ranges of culture religion everything and they're just like you said they're people who are very passionate about wanting to one find their voice share their voice and just do great things in the world and i think having that tribe around you where you have these people who are it just helps you so much more as well because i think genuinely speaking many of us are pre-programmed to be negative maybe mm -hmm. throughout our lives so when we can change our network and our thoughts ever so slightly definitely helps mm -hmm. us so just on that then you're in a much better place now you said obviously you're finding your balance a lot more you know the step-by-step -step procedures in terms of if negativity approaches you or comes within your circle you know the right mm -hmm. things to do Mm -hmm. So what I want to know then, AJ, in this particular moment, what is your biggest fear? You know, one of the things I've learned is um, just because you know these tools, mm -hmm. right, to calm yourself down, to relax you or to, 
you know, let go of your emotions. It doesn't mean that you're going to have less challenges. I mean, challenges in many senses will be more. You'll experience more challenges. And that's one of the tenets of Buddhism. Like I don't follow, I'm not a Buddhist. I don't consider myself a Buddhist. I follow Buddhism, but I so do I follow Hinduism in certain aspects of Christianity. Uh, because my mom is a Christian, my dad is a Hindu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so, but basically what I'm trying to say is the more you take steps towards your transformation, mm-hmm. the more challenges and difficulties and obstacles will come in your way because that's just how the universe you know unfolds is i think the universe gets to know that okay so you're on another level and you can take on more Uh, but to answer your question what is that one fear i have i mean i thought a lot about uh, this question Mm -hmm. especially of recent like what is that one fear that i have and if i'm being honest uh, one of the fears that i have is imagining that i'm 85 years old and uh, maybe I've got grandchildren, great-grandchildren. But I have this thought deep within me, this feeling that I haven't given my best. Mm. That I wasn't as successful or as accomplished as my destined self. And I say success uh, because I think it's we yearn for many things. One of the things that we yearn for is fulfillment mm-hmm. in our creative endeavors, but also success. In every aspect of our life, whether it's financial or emotional or relationship-wise or purpose and things like that. But just this feeling of regret Mm. that I could have done this or I could have taken this risk or I could have asked this question or I could have gone beyond what I thought was comfortable for me. That, you know, is is a big fear that I have. And, um, you know, that sort of keeps me motivated on an ongoing basis is to realize that no matter what failure or challenge or obstacle that you go through, uh, it's not about what you have or have not, but it's more about who you become as a result of overcoming these obstacles. Uh, Because if somebody has done it, if somebody has solved that particular problem, Mm -hmm. then so can you. Absolutely. The only thing that stops us is our mindset. (laughs) Mm, Ourselves, absolutely. That's um, Yeah. That's really fascinating. And as you were just saying that, so going back to the the beginning of, as you started answering that, you mentioned, obviously, you have quite a diverse amount of religions that your family and and yourself follow. And just as you said that, there was a quote I heard from uh, Vishen Lakhani this morning. I think think it was on his Twitter. And he said something like, you can hack religion. You can take the best part of all the beauty that human spirituality has provided around the world and create your own religion. And he says, your spirituality should be discovered, not inherited. And as he said that, it just resonated with me a lot because you've just kind of almost done that. Like you've taken bits from certain religions Mm -hmm. to make your life better and more fulfilled. And I think if you all had that kind of open-mindedness in terms of exploring things outside of what we already know, that's where we can work towards more enlightenment. And I also want to ask randomly (laughs) why you chose 85. I hope you're not thinking of leaving us at 85. I hope it's a lot longer. Yeah. I mean, going back what the research that is happening and innovation that's happening in medicine, we're pretty much sure, right, uh, that we might live till 110, 120. That's what you're saying. Uh, But, you know, just random people tend to live long as 85 because no matter how much innovation I think we have in medicine, I think there is a certain age, right? They say that. Uh, you, do, you, you, you don't just uh, die because of, of whether or not the medicine is available. But I think also as an individual, there's a certain stage beyond which you realize that, you know, now's my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now's my time to transition into the next uh, phase of my existence. If you subscribe to the belief that we've got multiple lives after this. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is whether it's 85 or 90 or 95, I just want to 
go uh, knowing fully well that I've given my very best um, in this lifetime. I love that message. And in relation to giving your very best, what is your why then? What is your motivation and inspiration? Right. So my motivation and inspiration for sure, and I've thought about this a lot, uh, one is my parents because they've given me so much in this lifetime, the sacrifices that they've made, the opportunities and circumstances that they provided for me. The fact that my home was a very uh, uh, peaceful, comfortable home, never had, uh, you know, um, household issues, whether it's, you know, a fighting between parents or things like that. So that nourishing environment is what I always had. And I know that that has paved the way for my uh, uh, personal development and spirituality. So my parents, my sister, uh, my girlfriend, uh, you know, I think uh, as you would agree that our girlfriends and wives play a huge role in our the unfoldment of our evolution because, you know, when you're going through all these challenges and struggles and difficulties, it's not easy. And so they are able to look at your vision and sort of give you that moral support and that uh, and that comfort and that sense of hope and inspiration when you have no hope, I think that's a lot. Uh, and so my girlfriend, my ancestors, right, without whom I would not be here, and my descendants as well, right? Uh, because I feel, and I think Elon Musk, right, he sort of alluded to this as well, but he's, he says that we're living in a sort of matrix that is projected by uh, our descendants, something along those lines. In other words, what I, what I believe is that our descendants have uh, awakened their psychic senses and in a way are able to communicate back in time. Now, I don't know how much that is true, but I have a sense of connection with my descendants and uh, that sort of keeps me going because I am the first in my clan to move to Canada. So I'm sort of starting a new, uh, you know, um, family, if you will, here in Canada. That's fascinating. You're almost effectively trying to leave the world in a better place for those that come after you, as well as trying to make it a better place right now. So that's a beautiful message, absolutely. Okay, AJ, so what we actually do now then, we're gonna jump straight into what I like to call the fun part of the show. And this yep. part of the show is designed to put you through your paces and basically ask you very short, quick fire questions. There's no sure. right or wrong answers. It's just going to be me throwing multiple choices. And it's just for the listeners to get to know you a little bit more and just about your personality. So whenever you're cool. ready, I'm going to start for about 60 <laughs> to 90 seconds and see how good you do. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, fantastic. We're going to go in three, two, one. Okay, AJ, if you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? Hunger. Who is your favorite motivational speaker? Les Brown. Your favorite quote? When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change as well. I love that. Read minds or predict the future? Predict the future. What are you secretly good at that nobody knows? Making the other person feel understood. Your biggest role model? Uh, My mother. If you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, who would it be? What comes to my mind right now is uh, Wayne Dyer. Not just because of his uh, work, but also because of how he grew his the popularity and influence of his books. Love that. What would you like to be remembered for? I'd like to be remembered for the person who never gave up despite numerous obstacles, challenges and uh, difficulties. What is your biggest goal this year? My biggest goal this year is to create a membership community for people in our community so that they can uh, learn from mentors, people that I've interviewed on my show and uh, gain valuable 
techniques and mindsets and principles to transform their lives. So I'm working on that membership and uh, launching of that would be my goal. <laughs> Fantastic. Best of luck with that. Your favorite podcast other than your own? Wow, that's a good question. I love Impact Theory by Tom Bilyeu. The best book you've ever read? One would be uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The worst piece of advice you've ever heard? You are your thoughts and you can never change. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been told? Don't try to reinvent things on your own. Find somebody who's already done it and just model their actions, behaviors and routines. The ability to fly or be invisible? The ability to fly. Money or fame? Money. Because not because of the uh, you know ego, but because you can do so much more with money, you can serve with money and you can support people's lives with money for that reason. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Your favorite food? My favorite food is uh, I love Thai food. Red Thai chicken curry and rice. And finally, if you had an extra hour a day, how would you spend it? I would spend it by organizing a dinner and inviting my family members, my mom, my cousins, my uh, my girlfriend and just, you know, having some good moments and nourishing our mind and nourishing our stomachs and nourishing our spirit. That's what I would definitely do. That's beautiful. As you said that, I almost thought, oh, I want to see my family now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm craving these experiences more and more. I'm realizing as an individual, what I really crave is uh, is human uh, experiences, touch, hugs, uh, conversations, and being able to be who I truly am. Absolutely. I think as we move towards a more technological yeah. environment, it, we almost lose sense of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, oh, AJ, yeah. that was good. You answered pretty quick, actually, and there's some uh, fascinating answers in there as well. So uh, I hope. Thank you. Really good uh, thought-provoking answers. So we're almost at the end of the show now. There's just a few okay. things I want to ask you. And the next one's sure. about reflection. So hindsight is a wonderful thing. It teaches us ways where we can get to places quicker, easier, with less heartache. So what I want to know is, AJ, if you could go back maybe to a younger self where you were unsure mm. or going through some difficulties and whisper something with all the wisdom and all the knowledge that you have today, what would you say? I'd say start a blog or a podcast and do it daily. Because if you're focusing on a vision, if you're focusing on doing something or creating something, then all the negativity, all the naysayers, all will dissolve in the background because you're just focused on creation and experiencing more of a state of flow. I absolutely love that. And that does sadly actually leave us to the last question. The last question, AJ, mm -hmm. is about legacy. So yeah. if in 150 years time, science does fail to save us, but hopefully you, we all live that long. And all that yeah. exists is a book. And now this book is about you and it's about your life and all the incredible things that you've done, all the ups and all the downs. What I want to know firstly is what would you title that book? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? I would name the title Timeless Wisdom. That's what comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. And the blurb at the back? Uh, yeah, so the, I, I thought about this question. Uh, the blurb at the back would uh, be... Through his books, projects, and media, Aditya demonstrated his ability to make timeless wisdom relevant and accessible for the modern mind to help with balancing emotions, balancing thoughts, as well as finding your individual potential and purpose. Absolutely love that. And I think even in this very, very short interview, you've shown us your timeless wisdom and it has been relevant it has been accessible and you have given us tangible takeaways so for that i just want to say thank you 
And AJ, just before we give the listeners an opportunity to follow your journey where they can obviously listen to your incredible podcast and follow you on your journey and watch you do the 5am club, is there any questions that you wish I had asked you today? Um, nothing that comes to my mind. I think you've been a great host. Uh, really enjoyed connecting with you and chatting with you. And I look forward to more such conversations as well. I just feel that so I think there's an important, uh, you know, movement happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. As uh, about a man, it's not an easy time to be a man right now. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it is because there's uh, people associating men with toxicity. Mm-hmm. But then there's another movement also, which is about the rise of the divine masculinity. And so, you know, I think it's more important that people like us both have conversations and understand what it means to be a man Mm -hmm. and what are some challenges that men uh, uniquely face and more importantly what can we do to transform our lives transform our families and transform our mindset so that we can be the men who we were supposed to be and so i appreciate you and i thank you for doing something like this and i look forward to learning some tips and hacks from you because i know that you've got an amazing uh, you know workout regimen mm-hmm. and so i'm looking for some tips <laughs> and maybe we can talk about that in the future <laughs> absolutely absolutely more than happy to help bless you and thank you for those kind words and likewise as well i acknowledge you as well for your transparency and everything that you're saying as well i do feel like everything is now happening for a reason and we spoke very briefly you touched on the law yeah. of attraction and as i come on yes. this journey i'm able to meet and speak with people like yourself. And even if I take myself back two years ago, I would have been too shy and probably too anxious and nervous to even reach out to you or to send a compliment because as a guy, it was almost seen as a weak or a silly thing to do. Whereas now it's kind of like, let's get rid of that. This is about one, enhancing myself, two, connecting with yourself and sharing your message. And then hopefully the listeners can benefit from it as well. So I've thoroughly enjoyed this i do want to make sure before obviously we end it that the listeners can reach out to you so what are the best social plugs and the best places that everyone can come and subscribe and maybe follow your journey as well aj oh absolutely i mean uh, uh, if people are interested in uh, timeless ancient uh, wisdom for balancing their emotions letting go of that emotional chatter and just working towards their life's purpose then i do a podcast called my seven chakra seven is a word my seven chakras available on all uh, Uh, various platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts. And so they can learn more about the podcast by going to my7chakras.com forward slash learn more. And in case they're interested in uh, start uh, learning about the chakras specifically, then I've got a free course, uh, which is at chakrasprint.com forward slash intro. That's chakrasprint.com forward slash intro. And there's basically a six day journey where they'll be exposed to certain principles, mindsets and ways to think when it comes to our energy and specifically our chakras. So there you go, guys. Timeless ancient wisdom at my7chakras.com slash learn more. But what I am going to do is because that's a bit of a handful, I'm going to make sure everything is in the show notes so it's nice and easy. You can literally just click it. I want to thank AJ once more for sharing his wisdom and giving us tangible tips that we can all do tomorrow. And AJ, thank you so much. And for the listeners at home, thanks for listening. Thanks, Adam. It was an honor. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.